Welcome to Rise from the Ashes. Our podcast looks at various issues for families. We'll be talking with attorneys about personal and legal concerns having to do with divorce, custody, and parenting time. There are also a few topics about letting go, moving on, and new beginnings. Please keep in mind this podcast is only to inform and help to understand legal and personal issues as they relate to family law. It should not be considered as a replacement for a qualified family law attorney. When in doubt, please contact a professional. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Rise from the Ashes. I'm David Braddock, and I'll be the host for the podcast. And we are visiting today with a couple of attorneys. We've got Alma Miklasevics, who is an associate attorney at Mundal Law. How are you, Alma? I'm doing great today, David. And we're also visiting today with Susan Mundahl, who is the senior attorney at Mundahl Law. And how are you, Susan? I'm great, David. And we're talking today about a subject that should be helpful to a number of people, self-care during a divorce. Why are we talking about that today, you guys? Well, it's really because you need to go through the grief cycle as a part of your divorce. Divorces are emotionally taxing. And so we just wanted to address some of the things you can do to assist yourself as you're going through your divorce on an emotional level. So what would be some of the top things to focus on, Alma, with respect to self-care? Self-care is always important, but one of the things that I do a lot of here is divorce. I work with a lot of divorce clients, and divorce is a difficult transition in most cases. In my experience, during any difficult transition or period in my life, self-care has always been critically important. You know, I'm no expert, but I think it's something we haven't talked about in a while here, and I think it's a good reminder. You know, I think the number one thing for me has always been to have some self-compassion, to recognize that a divorce is a difficult transition and that you're allowed not to do it perfectly. You're allowed to feel how you feel. And in terms of the other components of self-care, it's good to set goals. It's good to try to reach those goals. But I think for me, the thing that I have to be mindful of and careful of is the tendency to be less than gentle with myself when I don't achieve those goals. What kind of self-care are we talking about exactly? For example, physical self-care. That would be one aspect of it. You know, I'm talking about things like maybe going for short walks if you haven't been doing that. Even taking a hot bath or getting a gym membership. Maybe a massage. Oh, love those massages. You got to have a massage at least once a month. And then manis and petties, manicures and pedicures. Mm -hmm. Now I realize that's not just for the women. I do think more men would appreciate a good pedicure. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it seems like any trip to the spa, whether you're male, female, there's going to be something that you could do that will take care of yourself. That's kind of what you're talking about, I think, right? Well, that's absolutely what we're talking about. Don't neglect yourself. And I think on that same level, getting a good night's sleep is really important. Getting enough sleep. Do you have any special tips for that? Well, one of them is something that I am terrible at. It is turning off your electronic devices at least an hour before bed. And I know that that is hard to do, but study after study has proven that it's really, really helpful. 
Right. What you're doing is you're lowering the amount of sensory stuff that comes in. And don't just think about it for yourself, but think about it for your entire family. I can't really say that I'm good at shutting off my electronic devices at that hour, but I'm not going through a divorce either. So are there any other forms of physical self-care that we should be talking about? Well, I think sort of a hybrid is getting that physical exercise again, going back to that a bit, so your body is tired out, so that you can go into sleep more easily. And one of the ways to do that is yoga, tai chi. And where I say that that's a hybrid is it really gets to your mental state, because that's the other thing. It is really important that you be calming yourself mentally. I once joked to my daughter that I can't defrag my computer, my brain, and so I forget things. And when you're under stress, you tend to forget things. Well, she made the point that, well, mother, meditation will help you defrag your computer. I just wanted to add that. Think about doing just sitting there quietly. You can use apps that I think are really good. Well, and if you've never meditated before, You don't need to be an expert at it. It really can start as simply setting aside a few minutes, maybe in the morning, maybe at night, maybe both. It can be for two minutes can be your goal. It can be for five minutes. It can be as long as you want. The point of it is really just to sit there quietly with yourself and check in. And I think one of the easiest ways to do that is concentrate on your breathing. Like I say, there's a great app out there. I think it's called the Timer app. It has all these free meditations that you can do. And sometimes those are great because another thing about being under stress is you tend to have insomnia and your brain, you just can't shut it off. And so I find that a guided meditation where they just concentrate on my breathing really helps me calm down to be able to go into sleep. Yeah. And also just stay in the moment throughout the day. Divorce raises a lot of questions. It brings up a lot of fears in people. And when you're in that mode, you're thinking, what's my life going to be like? What's going to happen? How am I going to take care of my kids? And that takes you out of the moment. You can get lost easily. Right. That actually brings up another self-care item. For some people, it is really good for them to make lists. When you have a list of all the things you need to do, there is a certain amount of satisfaction for certain of us. We get satisfaction in being able to check off the list. And it helps reduce anxiety, too, by knowing what it is you have to do. And that brings us to the next level of self-care, which is get some professional assistance. Yeah. And as lawyers, we're not the best people to do that for our clients, even though clients sometimes want to use us like that. Because we're, we're the people that they're talking about with the, these most intimate details of their life. And so it's, I think, natural that there's some kind of connection there, but... We're too expensive. If we're that's too what expensive. You're, yes, yeah. I didn't want to say it, but thank you. <laughs> we are. And we are not trained. Most attorneys aren't. I know myself, I did take psychology in school, and I certainly care about them, but that's why I want them to seek professional help. The bottom line is, is your family and friends, if you use them as your main source of support, they're going to get tired of hearing about your divorce long before you outgrow your need to talk about it, one. But two, they're going to want to side with you and they might start saying things that are going to be harmful going forward and can create problems within the family, which is why you're better off seeking out a professional that you can talk to confidently and confidentially 
about the issues, the emotions you're feeling as you're going through this divorce. And you don't just have to use a therapist. What else is there, Alma? Well, there's a lot of options. It can be a spiritual advisor, somebody you trust on that level. Like a pastor. A pastor, a priest, anyone like that. Someone from your religious tradition that you would trust. Or like a life coach. Exactly. Right. What I love about life coaches is they're wanting to help you move forward. And that's really what you need to be learning to do in your divorce, is looking to your future. What is your next step? Trying to move beyond the hurts of the past. Yes, it is good to understand them, but then to see them in a new light and to see them as a contrast of what you don't want going forward, and then to concentrate on what you do want going forward. That's why I love life coaches. That is exactly the description of a life coach. Don't dwell on the things that are causing you the problems, but find the things that allow you to be able to move forward. Hmm, That's a great one. Well, a lot of people get a lot of help from life coaches. Find a good one. There we go. Some of the things we're talking about cost time and money, and maybe you don't have the time right now. Maybe the money is not in your budget. There may be self-help support groups online or in person in your area. It's worth looking into. They're not going to get sick of you talking about your divorce because that's what a divorce support group is there for. Well, and not only that, but then you find out that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. I know even in my own divorce 30-some years ago, I first attended a divorce support group, and it really did help me understand that I'm not alone. Everyone was going through the same thing, and it can be good. I know that there's a group called Divorce Care out there that's a national group. Just go online. There's great groups out there. That brings up another thing for me, too, that I'd just like to talk about a little bit. Self-compassion. Be gentle with yourself. This is not an easy thing to go through. This is a big transition. It can be easy to levy judgments against yourself. You think you're a bad parent. Think you're not doing it right. Beating yourself up for any mistakes you might make. Just be gentle. I think that's really good advice, Alma. And along that same line, give yourself time to grieve. Relationships is what this life is all about. And you're talking about the loss of a relationship that you had an awful lot of hopes and expectations about. And you realized it is not something that is able to continue. It is a loss. And do take that time to grieve. That's really at the core of this self-care talk. Take the time to grieve. Forgive yourself if you need to. And that includes even the word wallowing, I think. I remember this one woman, and she had a very severe brain injury. And what she said is she gives herself 15 minutes every day from 9 a.m. to 9.15 a.m. She realizes that if she is forgotten, then she says, nope, can't grieve today. (laughs) And she waits till the next day. So are you saying that she allows herself to wallow in her grief? That's correct. Huh, that is very interesting. Yeah, when she's found it to be very effective, that way she's not using up her entire day in sadness, and yet it does at least allow her time to just simply understand that her life is not going to be the same. Your life is not going to be the same, but here's the best news. Almost everyone going through a divorce that can see a better future does live a better future. One of the things I love about doing divorces is seeing that person six months after the divorce is done. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful thing. Something else that you might find helpful during the divorce process is to maybe try to do something new 
that you have never done before. It can be a little thing. It can be taking a community education class once a week. Making pottery, doing artwork. Yeah, just photography. About, you know, just about anything. Yeah. Or, or even returning to something you used to do before life took you to where you are today. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Alma. Education classes might be another good alternative. There you go. If you had a vision for what you were going to do prior to your marriage, then maybe you go back to something like that. That's a right. Absolutely. And for some folks, it is really important because that outlet also can lead them to some new friends. Because one of the areas of grief is you may lose some of your friends that you had during your marriage. I've heard more than one client say that their spouse got custody of their best friends. So the friends that you both associated with, some of them are going to stay friends with your spouse or your ex-spouse. Or neither of you. So by finding some new outlets, going some new places... There's a great app, meetup.com, that is literally for people who want to do new things or want to explore areas of interest with other folks. It's not a dating website, but it is a place to get introduced to new groups of people that share the same interests as you because you're going to be a new person. What's the name of that again? It's called meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P.com. And it's great. I found people who like to do board games. And there's spiritual communities. There's folks that love to dance. And all of these are out there. All through this meetup. Yeah, all through this meetup. It's a great app. As long as you're starting your new life, check it out. I will say, though, even though it's not a dating app, I know a fellow who found his new wife that way. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, they both love to dance, and they met doing a dance group. Not that we're necessarily promoting rebound relationships. Right. We're definitely not promoting rebound relationships. In fact, the wisdom there is if you're not in a relationship, consider not entering into any new relationships for one year following your divorce. I have heard that one before. Right. That way you give yourself, again, time to grieve so you don't enter into a relationship that was just like your last one. Right. I think I have one final thing to talk about on self-care, which is remember your children. They're going through grief also. Their safety net was their family, and all of a sudden they are being asked to change. I think it's really important that you give them time to grieve. And to take care of your children through this process, you need to take care of yourself, which is the whole point of this talk today. You'll take better care of your kids if you're taking care of yourself. That's right. And I think both you and I talked about Alma, and maybe this is our final advice. Definitely do not use your children as your sounding board. It's not fair to them. They should not be your confidant. Yeah, you, you want to protect your children from this upheaval as much as possible. Right. You want them to continue to be kids. And in fact, it is really important that you affirm that for them and say, you get to be a child. These are adult issues, and we're going to deal with them as two parents that love you, and you don't have to worry about us. And I agree, Alma, completely, that by taking care of yourself, you're going to be taking better care of your family. Well, that sounds just wonderful, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing all of these ideas about self-care through divorce. Thank you, David, and best wishes to everyone out there. Yes, thank you, everyone. We hope that this has been some help to you. 
You are listening to Rise from the Ashes, the podcast channel that takes a careful look at all things having to do with legal procedure within the family law process. Rise from the Ashes is sponsored by Mundal Law, who specializes in assisting families and individuals through the legal process with respect, dignity, and caring. Mundal Law is dedicated to helping people to solve their legal problems. You can visit the Mundal Law website at mundallaw.com or call to schedule a consultation with one of their qualified family law attorneys. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters.